Justine Fletcher is about to launch a new jewellery installation called 1260 Sign for Change, which will map Wellington suburbs representing 1,260 of this city's women who fought for the right to vote. Justine, welcome to B-Side Stories on Access Radio. Thank you, lovely to be here. So, Justine, what has led you to do this exhibition? Um, Well... I suppose it's been quite a long uh, lead up to to this point. Um, I'm not really a trained artist, although I've trained um, in gold and silversmithing. Um, wow. Yeah, that was a while ago yeah. now too. But in, in between having um, my children and um, that and having my children and getting back into art as well as working, I have also reflected back on... Um, the history that I studied when I was 15. Right, um, okay. Yeah, which well, started when I was 15 for school certificate, as it was called in those days. And um, yeah, a lot of that um, first year of what we did was on the social welfare state yes. um, in New Zealand, which I think always has resonated with me mm. um, and helped form my political views, I think. And then I spent a period living overseas in Italy, so which where, where I was surrounded by older history um, and most so definitely yeah. when I came back to New Zealand I think um, perhaps I I was reflecting on on the history of New Zealand um, yeah the more recent history of New Zealand right and so has women's suffrage something you've been reflecting in your work for a while uh, yeah I think for the last 10 years or so um, the women who who started that movement and worked through to to achieve the vote um, in particular um, have always been a focus. Also, for example, the firsts, as I call them, uh, such as the first female university graduate. Right, yes. Um, various yeah, um, pioneering women who were, who, who were strong in their fields and didn't let the fact that they were female hold them back from getting on with an education or a career in politics or whatever they wanted to do. Or having a say. Yeah, just, you know, <laughs> thinking that their views mattered. So, yeah. 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 What mediums or what materials are you using to reflect or to, to do this installation? Yeah, so this, um, so initially, from about, about 10 years ago, I um, also have quite a, a I find um, found objects um, very appealing too, so... Um, I've started to combine those two elements together to make jewellery a while back and then um, it's kind of got a bit bigger than that and um, (laughs) at the beginning of the year I I, um, got the opportunity to um, work towards um, a wired up a wide installation of of 607 pendants who represented the 607 signatories of the Wairarapa who signed the suffrage petition. So one thing has led to the next thing. And it felt right to do one for Wellington? Yeah, well, living in Wellington, obviously, that's a logical next step. And um, so there are 1,260 of those signatories, which is why... Hence the title of the exhibition. Yeah. And without seeing the the installation, that collective idea that each one of mm. us matters is such a yeah. A lovely I think thing what what was nice is when I started doing this, it was very um, you know the focus was on, on individuals, and um, with these last two projects, sure that what you can see is that you know individual groups are made up of individuals, mm, mm. and uh, it's about you know that whole idea that that 
being able to um, visualise that number of people taking an action and um, in this case making a, a, a very significant change, um, you know, it's, it's how society works. Isn't it? Yes, <laughs> for, for better or for worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I guess maybe we we do have to bring up, you know, that we've just had had an election, and I think probably there are a couple of astounding outcomes. But I think one of the biggest one that we're all, but New Zealand would be united on is that a quarter of us, more or less, didn't actually vote, yeah. and um, it just it seems so amazing when when back in. 18, what was 93. it? 1893, that woman had to work so hard to get yeah, a voice. Yeah, and that was the third attempt. They did three, they presented wow. three petitions to Parliament, and um, that third mm. one was only passed because three guys were having a bit of a fight, and one yeah, offended the other two, so the two voted in favour. So, okay, the woman did all that work to get that piece of paper into Parliament, but it all came down to a bit of a you know, someone offending someone else, well, that, that a male, huh? <laughs> yeah, which is okay, I mean, you know, whatever way, yeah, so, nevertheless, it made history, mm, yeah, yeah, international yeah. history, so is there something in the New Zealand woman, particularly, I guess, when you've been studying this a little bit closely, is there something in our attitude, and because you've travelled, do you think New Zealand women do tend to want to have a voice and, and be be heard? I don't know about that. I think um, New Zealand is a... <laughs> I think it's a really interesting country <laughs> um, in the sense that, you know, we have a really small population and we have a lot of space and we had, at the time, um, you know, lots of, pe- there were boatfuls of people coming mm. out. There was a new society being formed. Um, perhaps pe- a lot of people obviously left England because they wanted to um, start again. Better, and better change, yeah. better life, yeah. Um, I think it was just one of those moments in time, actually. I kind of don't think that we're at all any more special than anyone else. I think you could probably, I I don't know, but you could probably draw some parallels with other kind of societies that were newly formed Mm. and progressed in various ways. Um, I'm not saying that we're not determined and all that kind of thing. But, you know, I think that that's a bit of an easy out. Right, yeah. I think maybe it was just um, a series of of things combining, yeah. I don't. I really don't know, but certainly the women at the helm of it were must have been very determined. You know, when you've been making these pieces, do you think about what they would have been striving for? As yeah, well, women? I don't you know. know. What I was mean, a priority I, to them? Just doing this stuff um, and having three kids and um, a fairly busy household, <laughs> um, and <laughs> often wondering why I'm doing it anyway. But. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of fitting, fitting, working pretty hard, working fairly long hours to just fit it all in. I don't know um, how they actually ran their households, didn't yeah. have washing machines, all that stuff, yeah. um, and got out and, and um, you know, had meetings and got petitions organised. And actually, it wasn't so much that they did that practical stuff, but obviously there was a fair amount of, um, they must have had a few clues to, to actually pull it together. It wasn't just a a nice idea they had mm. that, that, but they really believed in it and and obviously a lot of men did as well mm. it wasn't mm. it wasn't that you know it was quite that divided i think although obviously there would have been a fair bit of opposition 
But, um, but yeah, there must have been quite an organised, strategic, and even communication. I guess just thinking that through. Now we've mm. got the love, the mighty social media and Facebook. So mm. you know, how did they kind of get that? Well, there would have been an equivalent, I, yeah. I assume. But um, interestingly, um, when when you actually see the the suburbs of Wellington, mm. where right. I mean, it was down to probably a few determined people in that suburb, right. like in the wider upper there are areas where it was not no one from that area signed. But that would be probably because maybe there was no road they or physically actually yeah, couldn't get yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so you know, there. Yeah, it's a really what is quite nice about it too is that you don't actually know and you'd never be able to find out. No. Yeah. 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 So there's a lot of lovely mystery or unanswered questions <laughs> yeah. in there. What are you hoping that, that people may take away, you know, from the exhibition or from the installation? Well, I think probably at the heart of my work is that I really believe in the issue of yeah. fairness and equality. Great. And um, so I suppose it's an obscure <laughs> reflection on the fact that, um, you know, e- everyone should be treated equally and... Um, people's voices count and um, I think knowing that is half the trick I think mm. perhaps uh, you talked before about the lack of you know turnout for the election yeah. um, it's a case of people feeling fairly disenfranchised perhaps um, that things are out of their hands anyway yeah. so um, you know that's why you get that kind of apathy and um, I think there must have been a point in history when this um, petition came about where women thought well we simply in fact there were I mean there were issues around the liquor laws and things right, like that and that particular. concerned them yeah yeah so um it's just those tipping points I think at the moment we're at you know perhaps not at a tipping point <laughs> now just going back in in your life that was an amazing opportunity to have studied in Milan and and how would you say is it the ah la scuola ambrosia ambrosiana beautiful um, yeah yeah is there something you've learned as a jeweler but even a life lesson that's kind of stuck with you all your life or um I think that it was an exercise in, well, certainly learning another language and culture, and um, the way I did things was often wrong, you know. (laughs) Um, It was the way I did things, but it was, you know, initially there's a very prescribed, there are lots of rules socially. um, Right. And you change your clothes when it's spring on a certain day, and you don't ever put another coat on again, even if it's freezing. (laughs) And, you know, when you, you eat meals in a certain way and yeah there's lots of things that so that was good obviously um just having to be completely the minority and also Mm. not have a voice literally for the first (laughs) kind of (laughs) year or so until I got to grips with the language yeah Yeah, which is always a really good thing I think that's what I when I was in Scotland I was basically with Australians and New Zealanders right yeah it was lovely too but you know being out on my own was great yeah, it is. You're right, and quite a special and unique experience, and maybe one that our generation might have had because with mm. email mm. now, I think mm. you know, even if you're travelling, you never really have maybe even got that alone feeling. That's right. Mm. Yeah. No, it was extremely isolating. Um, yes. Isolated, um, and I I did that deliberately. Actually, I left New Zealand because I'd kind of had a enough of that and then I left the UK because I'd had enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I uh, also like being anonymous in a big city. Yes. I find that very 
appealing. I don't get much of that these days. No. <laughs> so I was going to say, so now you're living in completely the opposite mm, environment yeah. in a small city in a lovely tight suburb. But you've got, you know, quite a unique family life and that, yep, that's right yeah you have three children and two have disabilities yep. is that what yes yep. that's right yeah so what are the big challenges for you as a you know I want to say an average but a you know a New Zealand family with challenges what what do you find tricky in in the way we set up in our society um well the big word is inclusion yeah um, and it means that uh, the Regular folks have to make concessions, um, and so I suppose that's always just a, a, an ongoing challenge. Um, yeah, and also, obviously, financially, um, mm. disabilities have a have a big impact in lots right. of different ways. Yeah. Um, how you plan, what you're going to do for the next five years or the next twenty mm. years. Mm. Um, you need to, you you know, there are certain givens that you, you need to be mindful of mm. in terms of accommodating what your children will need. Yes, mm. yes, mm. I'm sure, yes. What about what has become important to you now, maybe, you know, different from when you were growing up now that you're in this family situation, a different yeah, world? Yeah, I think, well, what is interesting is that, um, as I said at the beginning when I was studying that fifth form history New Zealand social welfare stuff um, that always really appealed to me it just um, I always believed in that and um, it's quite nice in a way that um, I I now live it in a practical right level not so Mm. much the social welfare state but um, realizing as an adult and as a parent what you know what fairness is I think um you know, being on the being on the receiving end of of unfairness um, yes. on a daily basis, um, just ma- you you know you find it hard to leave that behind. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so you know those beliefs that I kind of instinctively felt when I was younger um, are certainly I kind of feel feel now that I I live those and I and I live in them in a practical way yeah, too yeah 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 in your mind do you have a reason why or or if women should persist in being a force for change yeah um I think women are really have a really powerful role not just mm. in a as you know, as a member of a family and as as mothers and all that kind of stuff, I just um, I, mean, I I suppose it just seems obvious to me that we're all people, and so you know you just wouldn't base this kind of decision on a gender. 